Welcome to Circus Voices, brought to you by CircusTalk.com, the leading online career and casting marketplace for circus and the performing arts, and an essential resource for circus and multidisciplinary artists and talent seekers. I'm your host, Thomas Chambers, and welcome to A Creative Space, NFTs, Web3, and the performing arts. Join us as we learn more about this new technology and its potential influence on the performing arts. And with that being said, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome our final guest of this series, Alex Teodoresco, Director of Strategic Development and Innovation at Seven Fingers, and DDA Stowe, circus artist, musician, and co-producer of the Drop the Act Project. Guys, welcome to Creative Space. What's up, Thomas? How's it going? Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you guys on. And I'm really excited to go into our project, Drop the Act. Going into this NFT Web3 metaverse world, right? Uh, before we get into the project, I just like to get a little more background story on you both. So, Didier, you want to give us a little, a uh, little history about where you're from, uh, circus experience, and what kind of led you into the NFT Web3 journey? There we go. Thank you, Thomas. I'm from Montreal, Montreal, Canada, and I was a, um, I was a competitive trampoline uh, gymnast. And uh, I switched over to circus naturally here in Montreal. It, I think it's it's almost a bit of a natural transition. Um, I was doing a lot of Cirque du Soleil events, participated in a few festival uh, festivals, notably the um, the uh, Monte Carlo Circus Festival. And I worked as well quite a bit with the Seven Fingers. Originally, I switched over to uh, Cirque du Soleil, uh, the residence show Hoya. I did the creation there in 2014, and I stayed on there for about six years and a half. So I moved to Cancun, uh, changed my whole life over there. And um, during the pandemic, we, my uh, fiance and I, Veronica, kind of retransitioned back here to um, Montreal. Uh, I got into music uh, quite a bit. And when I say that, I mean as a, uh, as a, as a writer, composer, and performer. Uh, and ever since we've been doing kind of shows that are a little bit of a mix of music and, um, and circus, uh, Veronica being a, uh, an aerialist, me on music, uh, but also still, still loving tramp wall, still loving acrobatics, uh, and, uh, unable to separate myself from it. So, uh, so that's basically, that's a, a bit of a nutshell of my career. Thanks for the breakdown, man. And uh, having to work with you for the last oof, half a decade, more than that, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, it's really fun to get involved in this project and involving Trampwall with these new technologies and see where we can go. And Alex, if you can give us a little bit of a background story on your journey into the circus world. And you know your, your title is pretty straightforward, Director of Strategic Development and Innovation and being involved in this new realm of, of digital world what's like what brought you into this land yeah so origin story you know i spent 10 years in in dubai promoting uh, great montreal-based companies um and then i got a chance to work with some of our you know cultural ambassadors like Cirque du soleil and cirque Loise, um adjust for laughs cavalia the only company i didn't have an opportunity to work with and actually bring them to the middle east was the seven fingers um, funny enough, um, when I got back to Montreal four years ago, um, I met with Nassib, who's the head of uh, the president of uh, the Seven Fingers, 
um, and he convinced me to join the company to help you know launch the studios here in Montreal. We have brand new, beautiful facility that you guys know that you've been many many times, and so it was a new business for for the company, and so I took that upon me to really make it a success. And then we had the pandemic, and then we had to reinvent ourselves. And my wish, I always been very keen on using new technologies and mixing it, mixing it with different in different industries and in the cultural industries in particular. And so this is when I, I saw the opportunity to work on, on building a capacity for R&D and mixing new technologies in the live performing, uh, live, uh, performing arts uh, industry and basically build something that we call Lab 7, which is an R&D and prototyping studio inside of our, uh, of our creation facility here where we can bring a lot of those new cool toys uh, some of them, you know, already mocap, uh, uh, volumetric capture, um, uh, all kind of, uh, you know, LIDAR, um, uh, infrared cameras, and start playing with those new frontiers of creation. Um, and this is, this is where basically this, uh, the, you know, this, uh, we always wanted to experiment with Web3 and, 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 and NFT concepts and blockchain. And then you guys approached us, Didier approached us with, with the rest of you guys. And, and so we saw an amazing opportunity to work together with, the, with, our, our, with our artists, basically. And so in a way that is legitimate and all that. So that, that's how we got into the project. I, I won't say more now, we'll keep it for, for later, but this is how we got into the, the, the project together. Nice, and it has been a great journey. And to work at Lab 7 and to see what Seven Fingers are up to, it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, Didier, to just, Give a little bit of backstory about how we got started uh, with the Drop the Act project and how we arrived at the doorstep of Seven Fingers. Can you give a little bit of uh, the story behind all this? The uh, the whole project actually is is kind of wild when you think back. Uh, it all happened. It all you know kind of spawned from us working together in Mexico. So when I say us, I mean Drop the Act being myself uh, and you, Thomas Chambers. Um, Carl Runkeltoff and um, Julian Roberge. So we have all been doing shows and uh, for many years have been, you know, working together and, and even competing together. Um, and uh, what ended up happening is we were all unemployed, you know, during the pandemic and we were all hungry to do uh, acrobatics and uh, we, in the summer of 2020, we all got together in, um, uh, in my house. In fact, we basically quarantined in St. Bruno, South shore of uh, Montreal. And uh, many years ago, I had a trampoline, a wall, all this equipment. And we just kind of lived together and decided to create, um, you know, acrobatic sequences, uh, create an act, create concepts, just brainstorm. It was a whole summer of of that. Um, and, uh, it was kind of the, the beginning, it was a little bit the seed of this project. Uh, afterwards, you know, what ended up happening is there, there was a, a an injury in our, um, in our group that made us really reflect on how we had to reorganize how, um, how, yeah, how we had to, you know, just kind of structure ourselves, uh, and the grant, and writing grants started becoming a part of it, especially that, you know, now it was winter, it was still um, COVID. We wanted to, to continue being able to just explore and have fun with our friends. The kind of parallel with that 
and Web3 and, and crypto and NFTs is that with all of that time uh, in quarantine, we were basically kind of playing around uh, with the market, playing around um, with blockchain, uh, with NFTs. All We were just getting all this news from, uh, you know, different media sources, uh, Twitter being a big one about, oh, like NFTs and new projects and how successful they've been. Uh, we kind of invested a little bit. I mean, some more than others. Myself, I didn't invest that much, but a lot of people got very invested in, you know, buying Ethereum was a big one. Um, a lot of, you know, other blockchain, um, uh, uh, just basically cryptocurrency and had a lot of success with that because it was a little bit of that early. I mean, I guess early is a, is a big word, but it was just a good time, you know, it was really just everything was exploding. And we realized some of the potential behind that, especially um, with what we were doing with uh, with smart contracts as well, being able to really own our own craft. And so we started writing grants and some of the things behind the grants were to uh, to get involved with this new technology and really explore the potential and see how we could really own our craft in a way that was performing live on stage, but also with everything we did backstage and with everything, you know, that we had done for so many years, uh, how can we, um, how can we really, uh, I'm looking for a word right now. It's in French in my head. I'm going to try and convert it, but it's basically just have full ownership of what we, of what we have been working on our entire lives. Um, and then I started contacting, you know, a lot of, um, people at the Sem fingers, because I've always loved that company. You know, I worked a lot with, uh, Gypsy with um, with Seb and uh, I knew through Cisco actually um, that there was a lab set department and that's when I I approached Sam and I started you know the first couple meetings with Sam was basically just me like vomiting out all these ideas I had of uh, what we could do with NFTs, you know, what we could do with shows, what we could do with acts and everything. And he was just like, well, well, we'll pump the brakes a little bit. Let's, let's figure out what we can do. And we kind of, um, we kind of uh, figure out a formula where we could uh, lab set and uh, our project, which by then was called drop the act with the, um, with the grants that we've been writing and the funding we had received from the Canada arts council uh, we, yeah, we figure out a way to collaborate and be, uh, you know, and now just create something that is beyond our imagination originally when we were doing this in my backyard, you know, I think that, uh, uh, it's been, it's been way more successful than, than we imagined it could be. And it's just been so, so, you know, like so fruitful with opportunity, um, that uh yeah i'm just really grateful with the path that it's all been taken <laughs> yeah it's been a hell of a ride and we've been through you know ups and downs to get to where we're at and very grateful to be able to have the opportunity to to collaborate on such a uh exciting project uh like you said and to work with seven fingers who are always uh looking to push the limits uh innovation wise creatively contemporarily uh it's been it's been a great process and alex just so i know that we can't give too much information but uh what can we tell people to give them a little 
a little hint about what we're doing with Drop the Act and what kind of technologies are we are we using to develop this project? For sure. I mean, it's it's fun listening to DDA because we now see like where you guys started and because I, I we saw you guys when you were already a few steps in that without that uh, think that thinking that reflection here. And so we I can tell you also what we gone how we how we reached you guys on the other side because we the NFT for us you know blockchain is something that was somewhere you know not at the top of our priorities when we launched the lab seven it was something that we had kept on the side. But I was very skeptical of it because I was following the, the, how the culture was evolving in Web3 projects and blockchain projects and all this uh, obsession with, uh, uh, you know, the quick buck and, you know, to the moon and, you know, flipping and uh, speculation. And for us, you know, we're, we're not in this for, for the same reason. And so, um, and so for us, we were really waiting to find um, a, a legitimate project, a, 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 really a, a, a group of people that we could team up with, that we trust and that understand our, our, our industry. And when you guys came, you know, uh, to us, I mean, for us, it was, it was like, it was a blessing because we knew that we could trust you guys. You, we know that there was this um, uh, authenticity to the, to the whole um, uh, project with you. And so we, we knew that we could, you know, we could go far with you guys. Um, and so it was to, just to go back to put in the context of, of the Lab 7 uh, and what our, our exploration of new technologies, you know, how, how this, the Web3, the NFT project would do, how does it fit into this whole, um, uh, you know, uh, strategic thinking that we have. Basically, we're, we're looking, we're trying to understand what the future of live entertainment can be when using new technologies. And the, 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 the pandemic forced us to stay put and not see each other. And so we had, at the same time, we saw the emergence of, of platforms like uh, Fortnite, Decentraland, uh, Sandbox, uh, and this metaverse concept, right? And we wanted to see, okay, does it make sense for us to understand how we can create in that format and how to tell, to keep telling our stories and to keep doing our shows with this new, in this new environment. And so it forced us to, to invest and to think, and, and, and we were grateful enough to receive funds uh, from partners and, and institutions to equip ourselves, you know, to in the lab seven to create in that format. And DDA was the the, the headline of our show that we did in the metaverse called Libici, uh, Carry Me Home. It was fantastic. And so this was one dimension of the, the, the things that we wanted to explore in the metaverse. And so then we it got us thinking of, of about okay, well, this, these movements, this animation, these these performance, this. All the, this is basically the form of art that really belongs to our artists, but typically, unlike what we've seen with Beeple, for example, and a lot of digital artists were able all of a sudden to monetize their art in a way that they were, that was unaccessible to them before, um, because they could now with an NFT they can they can prove uh, authenticity and ownership, right? But for, for, when you think about it, performing artists, their art is ephemeral. It's in their, the movement, it's the, through this motion that is seen through the medium of their bodies. And so it became apparent that the, 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 the art was not only through the body of the art, but it, it was as, as a standalone, it was a unit of, of art, that the movement itself was a unit of art. And in the metaverse, it could be ex explored, it could be expressed through an avatar. And more and more people understand that the, the, uh, the, a movement of an avatar is an expression, is an extension of your own personality online. The same way 
digital goods, a cap of a certain color, a skin of a certain color is an expression of your personality. We thought movement um, uh, was also the, the next step. And so when you guys came to us, we, we, we knew we wanted to do something that would really emphasize and put the focus and give all the merit that is due to the, the incredible art that you guys are able to do. Uh, that maybe people don't realize because it's so ephemeral and people take it for granted. But we, with NFT technology, with blockchain and the metaverse and the, the setup that we have here, we, we started to see a way that we could capture and, and preserve this form of art forever and also um, redistribute and, and give proper ownership and redistribute uh, potential revenue streams that could be generated in the metaverse and redistribute them accordingly to, to the proper creators. And so for us, this was a game changer. But more than that, we had found the only path for us that made sense in, in this Web3 uh, uh, Web three exploration. So we were not about to do another PFP, like a profile pic of a, of a monkey or something. Uh, and we were, we're not in here for the short-term gain. We're really trying to find a way for the whole community of our artists, you guys first, but then all the community, that you know, we can change the way you know uh, we can generate opportunities for everybody, and so this this is this is what led it, led us into the, the project. And I'm happy to talk to you where we where we stand now with this project. But maybe Didier, you want to you know jump in as well, or Thomas, if you have another question. Well, yeah, just like what Alex was saying about just generating opportunity within the circus arts and bringing artists. Um, into the side of of monetizing their art within the circus arts like dda in your opinion how what is the value for the artists right now right like how, how do you see this technology and we'll say what we're doing how can that make it make it applicable and bring value to the circus arts today uh i mean I, this is probably a better question for alex but off the top of my head you know just if there's a way that anything's happening, uh, whether it's in a metaverse or in live, and that you can have control over your fans, over, you know, people who appreciate your artwork. And I'm talking in, in the sense of whether you're a company like Seven Fingers, whether you're just a show. Uh, when I said just a show, I meant whether you're a show, an amazing show. You could, you know, uh, you could be a Cirque du Soleil show. You could um, also just be an independent, like, contractor who is has a following and wants to uh, reach out to new people and really um, uh, kind of feed a community and get support from everyone. Uh, I think NFTs and, and blockchain are a great opportunity for that. I think, I think, I don't know, Alex, if you want to jump in and honestly say anything else and let me know. For sure. I mean, Thomas' question was about how do we create value for the artist, right? Um, and, and, now I need to tell you a bit more about what this collection will look like, what, what it will be, what, what are the principles, right? So basically, we, we looked at the movement uh, of the artist uh, and we tried to do a bunch of things. We'd first, we tried to capture them using a technology called motion capture that most of the listeners would know. It, it's this uh, the black suit with the ping pong balls on top and you've spent hours and hours trying to take the suit, put the suit on and remove it. It's quite, you know, a, a lengthy process, but we're working with partners to 
reduce first reduce the number of, of tracks uh, uh, trackers that we need and completely uh, remove the, the, the dispose of the need completely to, for those trackers using a, a artificial intelligence to, to to capture the movement of our artists in our studios and eventually outside of our studios but then once we have captured this movement um, what we're trying to do is is, is basically show the movement through a, a beautiful piece of art, which is the, and basically you have this meeting of uh, performing arts and digital art, which I, which I think creates a remarkable and beautiful result where you see the, the mixing of the two genres. And I think this is really a, a, a dimension of the collection that will, people will really enjoy. And it will answer the need the, um, of, of collectors, basically, to to see contemporary art uh, collectors that want to capture something that previously wasn't, they weren't able to do, uh, capture the movement. And it's really through digital art that you can do that. So this is one dimension of the collection that we're producing with, with uh, Drop the Act. But the, the second dimension, which is people in, in the NFT world are really keen to understand what the utility is. The utility of, of, of the NFT for anyone, anyone who buys one uh, is basically that they're able to use the movement that is in their NFT uh, and use it in their own on their own avatar in a bunch of different uh, digital universes called metaverse. And so you can you can see where the market is going. You look at the, the 300 million users of, of Fortnite monthly, the 200 million users of Roblox. And more and more platforms are coming online, Sandbox, Decentraland, et cetera, et cetera. So more and more of our activities are going there in those 3D environments. And having those movements, because you bought the NFT, will allow you to be unique and to represent yourself and to express your personality in a unique way in those environments. And we see that a lot of attention is going there. When you look at, when you look, and now coming back to the value you know, that we create for the, for the, for the artist, when you look at last year, that $50 billion was spent on digital goods, right? On a few platforms. And these are like hats and guns and, and skins and, and stuff like that. You can imagine that when we make available all those moves on the marketplaces of those platforms, people will be interested in buying them, renting them, um, creating more. And we want to be a collection that people will remember for the the really high level of artistic uh, prowess and uh, that really that, that, that's why we work with, with professional artists uh, from, from the circus industry and beyond because we know that we're going to be able, people will be able to, to differentiate this collection. So if we're able to take a piece of that huge pie that is you know, being created in, in front of us, then it will be super easy for the creators, the artists, right, who have made those movements in the first place to be compensated immediately, right? When someone is buying their NFT that they created and, you know, and using it. So that's why the blockchain technology for us was the only way that we could manage this, you know, distribution of funds at scale automatically. And so this is how we can create revenue streams for the artist. We don't know exactly how much, but when you look at $50 billion spent last year and, you know, the hats and stuff, well, I'm sure if we can take a portion of that for movements, then you can imagine that, uh, you know, the, 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 the artist will get, a, you know, a new revenue stream that they never got before. And this thing, the beauty of it is that you don't need to recreate it. It's done once and it keeps generating income for years and years and years. 
Um, so this is this is how we can generate value uh, for the art because we have as producers of the collection um, the majority of the funds will go back to the original creators of the movements. If I can add something, yeah, yeah. If I can add something, the other thing that seems really fun to me in this process is just uh, the people experiencing movement or circus or uh, whatever you know you're you're into, whatever art you're you're developing. The thought of you know, someone being able to see something live and then going and, and buying and recreating that. Uh, the thought of, you know, someone putting on VR goggles and getting right up close and personal to you while you do an act, those tricks, the shows. Uh, I think it's it's a huge, I don't know, bonus to the experience that people can have that are seeing it live, that are seeing it on video. Now it's just, it's just leveling up, you know? It's just really... Uh, taking it elsewhere and it's just a whole new experience. Uh, and I think that that's just something that's really fun. And it's also a really cool way of, of interacting with, uh, with viewers. And, and yeah, the whole process from the beginning, a lot of what was leading, uh, you know, our grant and, and this project is like, what, what, what do we think would be a lot of fun? You know, what would we want to experience with other artists that we're fans of, you know, Oh, if we could, you know, if we could do uh, straps like this person, uh, how could we use that? How could we implement that in in different um, uh, metaverses? Uh, and and how could that character look? What what is the what are the different use cases that we could see? And just having the capacity as well to explore that with LabSet, it's just it's you know it's on another level. It's really cool. It it was a great explanation, Alex, to like go into like the monetary benefits that this project or like this technology can bring to circus artists or creatives in general. Um, but DDA brought up a really good point, I think about not only the monetary value of it, but also the creative uh, incentives that come with it. Right. Uh, not only are we uh, trying to authenticate and make something that is, that is yours as an asset that you can then give to somebody else and you can experience differently digitally um, and you can strengthen your brand. You can strengthen your community. Like you said, but also to develop a new kind of art within the performing arts world, right? And that's what we saw working at LabSet. It was amazing to work with, say, artists uh, like Raphael Dupont, who was behind the screen uh, with the motion capture technology. And to see him go to work and what he's developing is extraordinary. And DDA, just to go back to you, how was it like to work with an artist you know, from the digital arts field, you know, we're used to working with um, stage directors and artistic directors and choreographers. And now to be in the room with not only Sam, who is an amazing artistic director at Seven Fingers, but to work directly with Raphael Dupont and see him go to work and morph what we're doing artistically and acrobatically. Yeah, I mean, dude, I could talk on and on about that. To be honest, it's uh, it's wild. I didn't even, I didn't realize, you know, I should have done a background check on Raf and how much, how talented he is. <laughs> you know, like uh, the more, the more and more that you know he's he's around our inner circle, the more I'm realizing, like, whoa, okay, I see, like the. Uh, the gold mine that uh, that we've tapped into a little bit it's almost like it's almost like uh difficult where you're just like this guy is so talented that you 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 know you you almost want to do things so to see what he comes up with you know uh because yeah he's just uh it was awesome like he was doing things in real time that were blowing our minds you know 
I think he was really good as well as at, at seeing what worked organically with uh, the, for example, dancers or the ground acrobats. He was doing things in real time that uh, that were reacting, that were, you know, I don't want to give away too many punches about what the product's going to be, but things that were reacting really, uh, you know, super well. I, I think even Alex, you had some some guests in some times at certain moments coming in and seeing things and I could see like kind of, whoa, how kind of blown away they were by looking at the screen. Um, and same with us, you know, on Trampoline on Trample, it was it was uh, very, very cool and super gratifying to see almost in real time what was being developed. And since then, you know, he's been he's been on notch uh, and he's been just kicking some butt, just, you know, creating uh, really fun, original content stuff that we hadn't even thought of, you know. Um, the other, uh, part of that recipe is Sam, uh, Sam really, it is very important to have someone like him on board. And I think, uh, you know, Alex and I got to see that a little bit yesterday, just in 20 minutes, seeing those two sit down together. Uh, Sam, you know, he's a circus artist. Um, I'm not even going to name his, his resume. It's not, it's going to take forever, but he's one of the original seven fingers. Uh, and now he is, you know, kind of involved in, in lab set in this department. And it's really nice to see someone who has experience working with motion capture as well. Cause I think me as a, as a circus artist, uh, it's, it's hard for me to understand the potential. It's hard for me to really, uh, be able to, to give any guidance to Raph. The only thing that I've been able to do is, um, is tell Raph what tricks I want him to use. You know, what do I think is clean enough? What do I think is uh, is going to look good? And Raph's been able to uh, to really, you know, take that and then transform it elsewhere where I might have never thought, you know, was I didn't anticipate it to turn out that way. Uh, and then you have Sam the entire time who was kind of seeing in real time the potential uh that could come out of it. So what I mean by that is, okay, here you guys are now jumping on a trampoline. Oh, the, the surface should react a certain way. Uh, the, um, this is how the environment should look. And then we were adjusting to the notes he was giving. And now in the, you know, editing room, then we're seeing kind of the, the idea come to fruition could just kind of develop before our eyes when Sam goes in there and gives him these notes. So that was another really uh, uh, important part of the, of the project. I mean, him being able to kind of like even use a dialogue that Raf understands as well is I'm noticing more and more how, how important that is. And we've got a whole bunch of different families that are going to work really well with different, uh, different uh, disciplines, uh, whether it be dance, whether it be, you know, handstands all the way to trampoline. So yeah, it's, it's been really exciting. Absolutely. And I think, I think it's a really good point. I've been emphasizing this a lot on the podcast um, when getting into this kind of technology, when uh, just dabbling into it, just be open-minded from the beginning of this project with drop the act being collaborating with open-minded people leads to something super special. Alex, you're really immersing yourself in this this uh, nft web3 community following you on linkedin you're constantly posting about it and uh really diving deep on the on, on where it's bringing us right and i was just wanted to know 
your perspective on some of the value that this technology brings, not only for the the artists and the creators, but for like the business side of the performing arts, say running on as like your position with Seven Fingers. Absolutely, I can. You know, uh, first of all, going coming back to what Didier was saying before, the, the it's mesmerizing to see the meeting of the two disciplines. You know, performing arts and digital arts. I'm not going to come back on that because it's it's fascinating. What is also fascinating is the meeting of of two different markets, right? And 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 um, in my role, I'm more involved in the business side of this project. I can tell you the the, the feedback that I got from very different communities that this project would touch beyond the artistic community. When you look at this project, it needs to make sense for the metaverse community, right? All the people building and consuming this new type of media. Um, and these are kind of the old school, you know, people from the 3D real-time game engine stuff. And you have also this new crowd, the Web3 crowd, which is younger, it's a different culture, it's a different mindset. And I can tell you, every time I spoke to either one of those communities about our project, they're completely fascinated by the possibilities. And they also love the fact that we're bringing real people, artists, that have a vested interest in making this collection work for them and for others. And it, it, it really increases the legitimacy for everybody involved. Because when you look at the crash that we're seeing now in the market, um, it's only the, the best projects, right, have always been built, whether it's Web 1, 2, or 3, always been built in a downturn. When all the fluff, all the extra noise, all the you know quick buck people, the flipping type, uh, have gone outside of the market, and and nobody who's listening to us have the feeling that this is a you know made for a quick buck, and so it's really encouraging to talk to these different uh, audiences and and seeing the level of confidence that they have in this project and how much they support it. So we have an amazing. Uh, advisory board, some of the, the best in Montreal and Quebec, you know, done amazing projects in Web3 before who've joined the efforts. We have you guys, you know, some of the best artists in the world who really are believing this project and through you, uh, the rest of the community. Uh, and we have um, uh, the metaverse uh, experts from here and beyond. So I really feel we have so much going on for us. But we need we need more. We need we need the, the whole community to get involved. Uh, this is not only for us to to realize. It needs to be a common effort. And I encourage everybody listening who are uh, either an artist or a, an expert, a technician, uh, a digital artist, to to reach out to us because we'll need people to to contribute. We'll need people to to manage the community, to be there to answer you know, all those questions and bring us new ideas as well and see how we can bring this you know beyond. Um, that we're still working now. We haven't even launched the channels for the community, but we're getting ready for that. And so, if anyone listening wants to join and help, this is this is the time. Thank you for your kind words and your insight on all that, Alex. We really appreciate it, and it's good to have an idea about where this is going. Um, and with that being said, you know, Circus Talk, which is. Uh, created this podcast on Circus Voices. You know, they're advocates for a world where circus is recognized as an art form and an important driver of innovation and reimagination within the performing arts, right? Now, Didi, I'll ask you first, and then I'll go to Alex. Like, where do you envision this technology 20 years from now? As a very vague, we don't know where it's going, but say 20 years, where do you think that this could go? I have no idea in 20 years. I mean, in 
in I guess the in five to ten maybe I guess I can I can try and say some stuff but what it's I think no one knows essentially I think that I don't like to think in those terms I think I prefer thinking in terms of what I would love it to be uh you know and then work in that direction what I would love it to be is that yeah that that metaverses and shows are potentially integrated and that you know things are happening uh, in a metaverse or live on stage. And, you know, as I didn't, you know, Alex talked a little bit about it. There was a, a show I had the opportunity to do in, um, in Vancouver, uh, that was called, uh, with Levici, which was a little bit of a, a lot of the lab seven team in collaboration with, um, with Showcap entertainment. And it was mind blowing. I mean, it was insane. It was, a, you know, such a milestone in, in my career, uh, and the idea behind that was to have a live show and uh, the show to also be in a, in a metaverse. Um, and that to me is such a fun, you know, direction where you're opening up so much more viewers potentially to attend the show. Uh, I also like the idea of their, those viewers being able to, to capture a moment of that show uh, with the purchase of an NFT viewers to maybe even be able to participate eventually you know that they can purchase tricks and then within those shows be able to do those tricks uh people able to create with the nfts that they purchase you know that they are able to uh have like a whole dance choreography a whole presentation of their own just by purchasing uh you know motion captured movements uh i also envision a lot of um a lot of graphic designers, uh, some people like Raph that are extremely talented to, to kind of take, you know, movement or circus disciplines and just bring it to somewhere where I had never imagined before. Uh, and that in this world, NFTs and smart contracts is a way that the uh, income or, or the revenue is redistributed in a way where I... It can be doing something else completely. It's almost like a passive income, or it's almost like I can be retired and uh, and still uh, able to uh, contribute to the circus arts. You know, that's another really uh, revealing thing that we kind of had was by you know being injured or by getting all these injuries when you can't perform. Having this sense, NFTs was comforting and smart contracts was comforting in the sense that you could you could immortalize your art. Uh, to a certain extent, um, so that's that's kind of a future that I I would like to have, and so I think that we're in the right vein. You know that that this project is is going in the right direction to pave the way a little bit, and that's just you know how awesome is that? <laughs> I think it's a really great take. And I think it's a really great mentality to have about not where you think it's going to go, but where you'd love to go, and then obviously pure intentions go into a really good space, I think. And Alex, to you, uh, where do you think it could go or where would you love it to go? Like DDA put it. It's so, so, such an inspiring take on, on this, the vision, you know, question on technology, DDA. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quick segue from what you were saying is that, that this is also the reason why we're so involved in this exploration because we, we know with the, the huge trends of technology, how this is changing our, our world, everything that we do in our lives. And we were, we're getting involved in this exploration of the metaverse and those new technologies and formats. 
because we don't want, we precisely don't want other companies, other players, other people around the world from the big tech to impose their new codes on us. You know, we've gone through it, web one, web two, we see the impact that these technology companies have. And so we believe for the sake of cultural sovereignty that we need to get involved in this, in this field. And we need to define our own codes and experiences and, and, and allow our artists to, to be, you know, to, to, to keep, to, to remain at the center of this exploration. That's why we're involved with all the investment that we've done in Lab 7 and this project with you guys. So we don't know exactly where the, the future will take us, but we have trajectories and we have our wishes like, like Didier. And so, you know, I, I go back to, you know, we're, we're, it's a funny place because we're living two major innovations at the same time. One in with the metaverse and, and how we're living our lives in a digital, you know, more and more digital way. And also a huge financial innovation with the blockchain technology and NFT. And, and so one of them by themselves is a, is a huge transformation vector by themselves, but the two of them together is, is potentially explosive, right? So what we're, what we're seeing from the future of the metaverse is basically a little bit like, if you can remember when the Frère, the, uh, Frère Lumière, the brother Lumière, did their first demo of the projector, right? In 1896. In, in Paris, and it took more than 40 years, okay, after that demo for uh, innovators and entrepreneurs like uh, Pate, Gaumont, and Méliès to find a way to tell stories in this new, with this new technology. So I think when the metaverse were coming the same, you know, same process, basically trying to find out a way to tell stories, and, and we know that performing arts will evolve, but will still have the need to tell stories and perform in this new environment. And so we need to find out a way to tell, to, to understand how we tell those stories, learn those new codes, and actually be leaders in defining those codes. And so I think the metaverse will play an, a, a, an ever more present role in our lives. And it will be as, you know, for the new generation in 40 years, it will be my, my grandkids, basically. And so they, they will not understand how we lived uh, in, a, in an age where the metaverse was, was not there. Just as we can't imagine, you know, ourselves living in an age where there's no, there's no, I don't know, modern technology, like everything that you see in your life depends on modern technology. So imagine going back to the, you know, uh, the Roman times and having not, no technology, it's, it's going to be weird for them. So uh, when it comes to the blockchain and NFT, we're just at the beginning. It's a paradigm shift in terms of, you know, the, the decentralized way of ownership and, and, and value generation. I think we'll, we'll the, this whole model of uh, bringing people to a physical place and tell, selling them actual tickets for them to have access to a limited time with us. I think this will be a thing of the past. Like Didier said, the ability to generate revenue and value um, for a long, long time, uh, for the artist, this this for me is a game changer for all, all, all the whole industry. Um, the type of stories that we'll be able to tell and share in the metaverse, in a 3D environment, immersive VR or AR or both, uh, we only we can only begin to like imagine the possibilities. And but one thing for sure is that the artists that will tell those stories, they they will be needed forever. 
And, and, and so that's why for us being, you know, a circus company, uh, we have kind of the obligation to be creative and to understand like where, where this future is going. So I'm super enthusiastic about where the future, you know, where, where it will take us. Um, and I think we're only seeing the beginning. Absolutely. I completely agree. And with Drop the Act, uh, like Alex said, please stay tuned, stay, stay connected, stay involved, because this is just the beginning of this project. Um, and I really think that this project is a representation of what happens when artist, creator, producer um, collaborate and adopt with the times and uh, kind of show show a new refreshing way to be creative in the performing arts world. And uh, I thank you both for coming on a creative space and bringing this project and talking about it. And I think that it is uh, an inspiring for uh, new creators, new artists, even old creators and artists to, to get involved in this technology and to, uh, to start uh, adopting these new technologies. Thank you guys both for uh, joining. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Thomas. Great to be here, honestly. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Take care. Thank you again to Alex Teodoresco and DDA Stowe for joining us and representing the Drop the Act project. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast series, A Creative Space, NFTs, Web3, and the Performing Arts. I would like to sincerely thank all of our guests who joined us on A Creative Space and hope that their projects and their stories inspired you to be open-minded to this new technology and the possibilities it has to offer within the performing arts world. And once again, if you do not already have a Circus Talk profile, I invite you to go create one and to upgrade to Pro and visit the Arts and Tech section for more development on this exciting space. If you are a talent, take advantage of the newest profile fields that make you stand out in talent searches. And if you're a talent seeker, do not miss on accessing over 30,000 talent profiles from 193 countries. We have a very special offer for Circus Voices listeners. Receive 15% off your annual membership by using the code CircusVoices2022. Thank you for tuning in to Circus Voices, presented by CircusTalk.com.